Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Well, hello, everyone. I am Matt Williamson. How is everyone doing this fine, blustery day? Pretty chilly out there. Um, I kind of lied earlier in the week. I am going to do, this will probably be my last Bills Steelers uh, podcast for, you know, for the season, but still a lot more notes that I dug up that I wanted to talk about. So something we talked about yesterday was I wanted to see the snap count on the Georgia rookies. And I I feel like both have kind of hit a wall that they've been asked to do a lot more at the NFL level, which is the case for all rookies, but especially for them than they did in college. And it's definitely true. So here's what I found was Jones, Broderick Jones, played the most preseason snaps of any Steeler player. He played 141 snaps in the heat in the preseason. And that was on purpose. They knew he wasn't going to start the season. They wanted to give him as much experience or reps as possible to get better. I understood that. I mean, I'm not being critical. I just think that these guys have both hit a rookie wall. So he played 141 preseason snaps. Then he played 766 regular season snaps and the entire game on on Monday. So that's about double what he would have played. That's like double a Georgia season, give or take. And the same is true for Washington. If you paid attention to him as a draft prospect, Brock Bowers and him split time. So he wasn't even on the field all the time. Plus, plus with both these guys at Georgia, when they're winning 50 to nothing, they put the freshman in. And, you know, so they don't play every snap of every game against bad teams, too. So the workload that these two have had is basically double what they were asked to do at any point of their college career, let alone high school. But Washington played 72 preseason snaps, which is a lot, 509 regular, and a playoff game. So, both these guys have been on the field a lot since being drafted, and it doesn't worry me so much that their performance, particularly blockers, well, I mean, that's all Jones does, but his pass protection and, and you know dwindled as the season went on. I think that's to be expected and not such a terrible crime. Um, I don't have the percentages, but re-watching the game, this I you know, we talked about going into the game that I would not have blitzed Allen very much. I would have dropped eight a lot. Well, they disagreed with me. They blitzed him quite a bit. And I understand that they didn't have Watt and they wanted to get home and, you know, rattle him. And all in all, through the air, he didn't torture you. But it's not the approach I would have taken. I said that last week. But they did blitz him a lot. This, you know, we talked about it coming in that, that the Bills used a sixth offensive lineman the second highest rate in the league. In this game, one-third of their snaps was in jumbo, had had six offensive linemen on the field. That is a huge number. Like, they were second with 8%, let alone 33%. And some of their most successful, like, if you just look at success rate, you know, like how successful they were play after play, 
their best personnel groupings were in 12, you know, with one back, two tight ends, or 12 jumbo with one back, two tight ends, but one of those tight ends is the extra lineman. So what does that tell you? They didn't want, they know the Steelers are either a base team or a dime team. Well, they wanted the base. You know, they, they don't, they want those, frankly, bad linebackers on the field. They, you know, with the depth the Steelers were getting at safety back for this game, they didn't want a bunch of defensive backs on the field. They wanted the big heavy guys and it worked. Um, I don't know if we talked about this, but they, they highlighted it on the broadcast and I thought it was good stuff and just, I did mention that Cam Hayward played, looked like Cam Hayward for that final game, which makes me sleep easier for the offseason, to be honest with you. But I did like that they're, they're on-off splits that they talked about on the air, that if Cam's on the field, throw it. If he's off the field, run it. Now, this isn't revolutionary. This isn't reinventing the wheel. But I think it's something we need to be conscious of looking back at games as well as you know, you don't want that to be the case going forward. It's kind of like the whole don't play nickel enough situation. Like if you do this and we're going to do this, if you do this, we're going to do this and neither one you really have an answer for, you know, that's not ideal. And one thing they did that I thought was also why I'm having these conversations is I love teams tell you a lot about the Steelers by how they game plan around them. So one thing that they did is they had him not only in the slot digs, but they had two people outside him. So he was the third guy in from the sideline. And, you know, a lot of tight ends and Shakir were lined outside of Diggs. Well, why'd they do that? To try to get him away from Porter. I mean, because they fear is a strong word, but they wanted to avoid Porter. I mean, that's great respect for the rookie corner. That's exactly why they did it. From their perspective, they got hit hard, real hard by linebacker injuries. And, you know, as Steeler fans over the last six months, you guys saw how bad it could be when your linebackers are decimated with injuries and you're pulling dudes off the practice squad or off the couch in Miles Jack's case. Well, it was a huge problem for the Bills and the Steelers did exploit it well as this, as that game went on. And I'm curious, you know, just for the Chiefs game, will they have these guys back? But the term I heard, you know, the term, term I was using was their defense was kind of holding on for dear life, you know, that... The longer that game go went, the Steelers were ripping their linebackers apart. Been there, done it. It's a helpless feeling, of course. Give the Bills credit. They were outstanding in this game. Efficient, not mistake prone at all on third and fourth downs. I thought it was a key. Should have brought up you know, right after the game, but you know, money downs or weighty downs, as Tomlin likes to say. Um, the Steelers greatly won the special teams battle but got crushed in the turnover battle. Um, batted passes. They were a big deal. You know, they, they hurt the Steelers quite a bit. I tend to think that's fluky, but maybe it's a Rudolph thing. Maybe it's, you know, the pitcher that's been around the league. You find out some of his tells, you know, maybe there's something that they caught on to for batting down passes for him. Something just to keep an eye on. Um, I've told you yards per route run is one of the most telling receiver stats. And if you're over two yards per route run as a wide out, you're doing really good work. You know, Tyreek was unbelievable here. I think he was like at four, which is like historical. But tight ends obviously don't have that same high standard. But Fryermuth was at 2.6 yards per route run in this game, which is extremely high for a tight end. Kincaid was at 2.7. So 
Big day for the two tight ends in terms of their effectiveness, their efficiency that showed up. Um, the the numbers, Pro Football Focus puts out some things, you know, like weighted box, you know, those type of things. And the, their numbers, as does the, the tape, show that the Bills really stacked the box. I mean, almost no matter what the down and distance was, I told you they're a too high team, but they played a lot of single high just because they tell you what they're worried about. And that was the Steelers run game. Still, they managed a 43% pressure rate on Rudolph for the game. So on 43% of his dropbacks, he felt some sort of pressure, which somebody's saying, hmm, that's a pressure. That's not, but you get the idea. That's a lot. And along with the stack box things, I think it, I think it took the Steelers way too long, or maybe they're just too set in their ways or quarterback dependent to realize you got to throw against the heavy boxes, you know, especially on early downs. If they're putting eight in the box and you can only block six of them or whatever, don't run the ball. You know, I mean, I don't know how much freedom they have at this point or we're just going to run it no matter what. And I mean, I understand that, but running into heavy boxes just isn't a winning formula, obviously. With NFL playoffs here and the NBA season rolling along, Bet Online has you covered with all the up to the second odds, news, and scores. With additional odds, lines, trends, and info from both desktop and mobile, you can access the world's best wagering information anytime. Head there today to get into the action and see all the updated odds. Remember to use our promo code BLEAV, B L E A V, all one word, all caps, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. We've been saying this for weeks, and it just really showed in a playoff game against a good team. The the back seven of the Steeler defense, horrific tackling, old, slow. I mean, Michael Walker and Peterson and KZ and, I mean, not Porter, not Fitzpatrick, you know, not Minka, obviously. I love a Landon Roberts, but as a whole – just too old and slow on the back seven. And it gets exposed against the Kincaids and Diggs and Josh Allens. Uh, Benton, watching him again, was really, really good in this game. I mean, he was a stud, again, mostly against Mitch Morse, their, their starting center, who's certainly a 10th you know, best center in the league. I mean, he's a longtime pro, a really good player. Benton beat him up. Also thought it was a really good game from Rowe. I think you need to bring him back in some capacity, maybe not as a starter, but you want him on the team. The Steelers' left side of the O-line was really good in this game, too. You know, Siamalu and Moore did quite well. Cole was unbelievably bad. I mean, he was horrific. Just one of the, his, maybe his worst game, which is saying a lot. And Jones, who we talked about to open the show, I thought he had a real tough day as well, mostly against Leonard Floyd, who's also a high-quality player, but the Rook got beat up on pretty good. Allen was clearly the best player on the field, and it really wasn't even close. I mean, it's kind of that simple at times, you know, like, eh, they got Michael Jordan, you know. Um, and we'll lap, put a bow on this Bills thing here with some snap count stuff. 
They snapped the ball 66 times on offense. The receiver distribution was 59 for Pickens, 56 for Johnson, 28 for Austin. Remember, Robinson got hurt. Robinson was there for 26, though. Boykin for 10, who took over some of the Robinson blocking tight end duties. Um, speaking of tight ends, Fryermuth played 44. Washington just 23. Hayward 16. Williams 2. Harris outsnapped Warren 38 to 28. Defense, they only played one more snap than they did on offense, 67 snaps. Cam was out there for 55 of them, you know, talking about the run pass, the the run or not run when Cam was out there. Really good game from him. Again, I'm going to sleep a lot easier this offseason with Hayward's last performance. Joby 50, Benton, 33. Probably should have more in hindsight. You could say that about every game. Watts, who's I'm a fan of. I thought he played well again. I thought he had a really good year. 13, Adams 11, Loudermilk just four. Highsmith played 65. Golden played 51. Herbig played 20. Only had nine pass rushing snaps, though, from what I gathered. I think you need to get Herbig out there more. Roberts played 41. Walker played 28. 26 for Jack. 23 for Robinson. The safeties, Minka played every snap. Rowe only missed 10. KZ only played 20. KZ's not a very good player, folks. I mean, he's a third or fourth safety. Peterson only missed one snap at corner. Porter, as you remember, got injured, but he was out there for 49 of them. Wallace for 36. Sullivan for 20. And Pierre for two. So that's a wrap on Steelers Bills. I have a new article. It should be up today. Go check that out. And we'll talk about all kinds of good stuff going forward. Over and out. 